This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code JROCKLAWNCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rox Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast. Here we are with a little bit of a different one, slight change, but it's another interview. And this one we are blessed with Jack Davies from Jack's Gardening and Moon Services. And this is episode number 38. Jack, welcome to the podcast, pal. Uh, it's great to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks, Jay. It's great to be on here too. I'd just uh, like to thank you for inviting me on. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. No, not a problem at all. I think it's um, it's one of them so far. Those that are listening through right now, Jack got in touch the other day. He said that he's listened to a couple. And we had a little chat and it just seemed like when you speak to when people get in touch through you know whether it's instagram email whatever it might be there's certain conversations that i have and you know a podcast clicks straight away because i think so many can learn by certain situations or certain people and yours was one of them to be honest jack um to just start here can you just tell everyone a bit about you yourself and your business yeah well i'm the Jack, I've got my own company. I'm 15 years old. Um, I've been doing gardening now for the last four years. Um, I started when I was 12 or 11. And um, yeah, I've recently just bought Ride on, Mo- uh, Ride on Mower. Uh, it's helped me out in business from my bigger jobs. And um, yeah, like, uh, and I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I've uh, loved gardening since I was like the age of two. And um, yeah, and soon I was able to start my own business. It was it was brilliant, like so. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's one of them that I'm sure everyone's heard straight away. Fifteen year old, he's been going about four years. He, he says that because you know he's sixteen this year. Um, the more he's actually went and bought just then is for anyone that knows the ride-ons is the Husqvarna R420 TSX. And now, I mean, this is a good upgrade. This is very commercial wise, isn't it? So I'm guessing the work kind of matches that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like it's a really like high high tech motor, you know. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to use it because obviously being winter now, just going to March, I just can't wait to get on it and uh, start using it more and more. To be honest with you, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's like that with even the smaller bits of equipment. Like, with, yeah, if I buy a new saw or even something like that, it might only be worth forty quid. But as soon as I get any new tool, you're just itching to use it. So. For you, with something that size, it really doesn't surprise me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's everything's just lovely about it. You know, you've got digital displays and everything to show you all your running times and fuel and just all little things that just help your job sort of thing. So, yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely. So, whereabouts is it located, Jack? Yeah, I'm based in Tamworth, in the, in the Staffordshire Nice. So that's not far from Birmingham, is it? You were saying it's only a... Yeah, about, about half hour, 45 minutes away from Birmingham. Yeah, so, so. I mean, I'm guessing you, you'll probably only be a stone's throw from uh, roughly where Keith is from that we had on the podcast a few times ago, um, who I think was our second, yeah, he was our second or third um, podcast right. uh, interview. He won the Creative Stripes competition with Alit uh, two, three years ago. So he was oh, Birmingham-based right. as well, you know. Um, I was here. Yeah, yeah. So, what actually brought you? Because, so obviously, you've been going for a fair few years now, and there's a lot of questions I have with this anyway. Uh, with you starting yeah. so young, what, by the way, I think is absolutely amazing, pal. So, first on that is well done because it's 
it's not the easiest thing to do all the time, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. So what first interested in you to actually get going? Well, I was sort of, when when I first moved around this area, I was sort of, I was always thinking about starting young. Um, well, when I say young, I was thinking more 17, 16 after I leave school. Um, and then, obviously, one of my neighbours come out and said to, to my dad, would you just clean these leaves up? And my dad sent me around there and uh, I, did, I did it on my own and, it was just a bit of pocket money like and I thought yes yeah, this, this could be good you know I could start doing this round here and um and yeah and I did and then I basically just started just doing my dad got me a little mower uh, well I've paid some of it from my savings that I had um and then I just printed out business cards and just went around my whole street just giving them all out and I think I got around about four phone calls and then obviously I started doing that and then I and then I just built it up, sort of thing, getting better mowers. Uh, so my first mower was a Honda EZ. Um, and then I brought like a, a Honda 476, which is like a 19 inch with BBC and all that. Um, and I sort of just built it up. And then I think it was around 2020 when we all went into lockdown. Um, I had to stop when it was just key workers only. And then when it went to obviously, um, you know, work. If you can't work from home, then you can go to work. Yeah. I basically spoke to a policeman and said, "Am I am I allowed to work?" He said, "What do you do?" I said, "Well, I cut lawns." He said, "Well, if you don't come into contact with anybody, then yes, because you're outside." So people just started leaving money under the bin, and yeah. I just basically did it. And then during that time, I brought a van, um, and I employed my uncle, um, and he does he does all the jobs outside of Bono with me at weekends um and obviously not if i'm at school and we've got a job booked in he'll go out and do it see that's unbelievable mate like for even the van stage i think from you know i like i had simon on the podcast last week and we were speaking about how he went from a car and then he went to a truck and then a van and everyone has that moment where they go right uh, you know i need to take the step and i need to invest in some form of workhorse that you know, can Definitely. get me about, get the tools about. And, yeah. you know, there's there's a low percentage, I'm guessing, of people that already own a van and jump straight into it. So no yeah, matter but... what, it's it's always a bit of a leap. How did you come yeah, by when... actually going for the van? Yeah, well, when um, our, first imp- our first employment before lockdown in 2019, and we went about in his car and uh, we basically put a mower in the back of his car and then, and, and a strimmer and that but at that time I only had about three customers outside of my my village um, and then when I started getting more and more I said to my uncle look I think we need to invest in a van because we need to start bringing more than one mower uh, and obviously you know folding the handlebars down getting it in and out lifting it you know it was all just you know and it was getting marks on the car and that so we decided yeah. to into a van so it's, it's I sort of didn't jump into it but you know I sort of built my way up to there and then after sort of like five customers outside in the village and like we needed more than one mower I said right we need to invest in a van so we did that's awesome that and so now I'm guessing and you're saying to me just earlier on so what do you, do you want to just explain what you do for the inner side of your village if you're just going around and doing anyone that's local yeah so mainly just to anybody's local I mainly do hedge cutting um, like well I do hedge cutting in the winter for them uh, I do certain lawn treatments like scarifying and top dressing and stuff like that overseeding and then mainly the main thing that I do for all my customers is uh, lawn mowing I have a lot I've got a lot of lawn mowing customers but there are just a few that have me like twice a year to cut the hedge but it is mainly lawn mowing what I do yeah, so yeah, yeah. so th- that that's brilliant. so how did you come by they obviously you've said how you've first like sort of got in touch with it and got started but yeah. how have you found the process of and i don't mean to put you against this just because you're young but obviously people don't normally come across the working life of you know how it's like working for a company before you then go self-employed that sort of thing until obviously a bit later in life yeah. how have you found managing the whole taking in clients invoicing you know, going by the whole situation, have you found it quite easy going at the business side or has it been a bit of like a reality hit or? 
think it's a bit like I think it's a bit up and down. Like you know, you get some days where you know I sort of wake up and I go to work and I think you know this is brilliant. You know, I, I you know I wouldn't want to be doing anything else, sort of thing, because you know I've got people at school who sort of take the mix, sort of thing that I that I do a job and that. And then I think, well, actually, I'd rather be doing this than than you know sitting on at home on my Xbox or whatever. Yeah. And I think it started, you know, it wasn't too bad. And then when it started getting really busy, it, it did sort of hit me because you know, like say, I was staying up late doing invoices, etc. Obviously, it, it didn't it didn't impact school or anything like that. Um, no, well, no, it didn't impact school. Um, but yeah, it did sort of like like when it really kicked in it did sort of like hit me a bit but um I just learned to cope with it really and got on with it but there are times like this time of year where it's all starting back up again now I'm sorting out what week people are going on to like week one or week two and and there's a problem because someone can't do this so you have to change it all that that I can find a bit stressful because it just gets all a bit much sometimes and you've got about 60 customers so I've got to sort of organize that, that that's the only thing really that I've found stressful at times. But yeah, apart like from the side of like invoicing and you know keeping on top of people has not really been too bad to be honest with you. That's awesome, man. I mean, can I just touch on as well like the people at school that are trying to probably take the mick are the people that are probably going to struggle throughout life for making excuses and you know beating down on others. The fact that you're yeah. You know, and and I speak about this quite a lot, you know, and I've been messaged quite a few times about it. The fact that I hate the fact that it's viewed as this dirty trade and it's just, oh, you only cook grass or, you know, there's a whole process to it. And there's a whole, like, there's a lot of professionalism behind it. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, people don't see that at first glance. And, yeah, you know, I think it shows a, a hard shine of maturity in what you're doing. So, you know, yeah. don't worry about them. You'll you surpass them already. So don't even let them be on your radar, even though I know it's hard. But yeah, you know, handling sixty clients, sixty odd, and yeah. anywhere is just a hard going by. Like any like you say, at this time of the year when you're starting off and you're trying to get people into place, it can't yeah. be hard. You know, you you're playing with figures, times, processes. It's it's a lot to kind of come under. Do you actually use yeah. anyone? to help you out with that does your uncle help with that side of the business or is that all you uh, no that, that's that that's all down to me sort of thing i, I, I sort of decide but obviously I like, I like to try and keep them like you know like if one's only five minutes down the road then i like to try and you know group them as tight as i can but that sometimes that can vary because you know sometimes i need a different mower than i've got on that day and i've already got two mowers on the van so it's like oh, you know yeah. what we're gonna do one on the <laughs> so um yeah, so it it does it does you know hit me a bit sometimes, but uh, you know I've I've managed to do it sort of thing. I've nearly finished on it, so yeah. No, you're doing really well by the sounds of a pulse. So, how do you find managing it part time? Obviously, as you've mentioned, that you are still at school. I'm guessing you know you got GCSEs yeah. coming up in the next what twelve to eighteen months. Um, yeah, you know, so with all that going on, how do you find? And how do you go by running this business in your own time? Well, to be honest, I try and I try because I, I haven't told you, but I'm I'm at a special needs school um, because I've I've got cerebral palsy in my leg, um, so we don't actually do GCSEs. We do level down. Um, we do well entry level and levels. Uh, but however, if they think you are capable of doing GCSEs, they will put you in for GCSEs. And I've been put in for two, I think, with maths and English. So, yeah, I am doing GCSEs, but not well on the scale if I'm, you know, at a mainstream school. Because I have been to a mainstream high school, but I just couldn't cope with bullying and the work I just couldn't cope with. So, yeah, that's where I had to move to. No wrong with that, but, mate. I mean, at the end of the day as well, the fact that you've been put forward for a couple is like, you know, it's massive and what you'll find is it sounds like you, you're pretty successful in this anyway and it sounds like you've, and this is just an honest bit of my opinion to you and a bit of advice, you know, if this is something you actually really love doing and if it's something that you want to do, you know, for the long haul, then, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not telling you don't stick in, you know, I'm not saying that at all, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you're already doing more than what a lot of 30-year-old men and women are doing, you know, and it takes a lot to be able to undertake this self-employment 
Um, I think everyone listening can relate to the stresses that I can have at times and how hard it's, it is to like squeeze this into your life sometimes, especially when it's you're handling schooling or a full-time job, whatever on the side. So, you know, you, you're doing a lot and you're overcoming a lot. So don't ever, uh, you know, let that slip past you, you know, try and always remember that. Yeah, I think that's sort of like what motivated me really to start as well with, with my leg. Because obviously with me having cerebral palsy, it doesn't really affect me mentally. It just affects me physically on my right leg. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because my right leg is shorter than my left leg. Um, so, yeah, so there's a, like a leg lengthening difference, which means I walk on my tiptoes. Um, and I have to, I well, I say I have to, I used to have to have um, Botox injections, which used to release all the muscles and, and all the tension so that I could walk flat footed. But now that I'm, I'm 15, they don't work now like they used to. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've actually got to have surgery um, on, on my leg and I'm going in on Monday. <laughs> so wow. I, I've, I've finished school today. Um, and yeah, I've got to go in on Monday to have my hamstrings and my calf stretched and my tendons cut um, to make my right leg just as long as my left leg. Um, it's not going to fix it because, like I say, there's about a 10 centimetre difference between the two. But hopefully after the surgery, there'll be a three centimetre gap. Um, nice. And then they're hoping to put that on the bottom of my shoe. Um but it is going to knock me off my feet for around about three months. Um, it's quite a drastic surgery, what they're doing. I'm going to be in a cast from the bottom to the top of my leg for about three weeks. And then I'll be in an FAO splint for six to 12 months, possibly for life, because the splint goes from like your foot to your knee. And that just holds your foot in place so that, you know, you don't twist your foot in or anything. But depending yeah. on how how well the recovery goes, um, yeah, that will determine how long I have to have it on, whether I have to have it on for life, et cetera. Wow. So, you know, going back to, like, you know, how, how I'm coping and that, it is, it is starting to stress me out now because being the start of the season and now I've got three days now until my surgery, I, you know, things are going through my head, but I've managed to employ another person to cover for me um, when, when I'm going to be off. So that's, that's really helped. Uh, and I've took him with me, like, you know, like, you know, he's training him up and everything. And he, he's also in to um gardening and that and he's seven sixteen or seventeen. So yeah, he's 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 really looking forward to it and yeah, it's just, just great to have someone there who, you know, can cover for me while I am recovering. Yeah. So Yeah, well, you know what, we, we always have this saying, I'm sure it's pretty worldwide, but it's often used in the military and it's always a uh, adapt and overcome. And you know, you're doing exactly that. Uh, you know, the fact that you've not just went, right, I'm going to have to cut ties for, you know, six months or whatnot. And you've went, right, what else can I do here? Right. Yeah. These are my options. And this is what I'm going to go for. You know, I applaud you for because you're already showing all the signs of someone that can be a CEO of the company. So regardless what happens with your company, it yeah. sounds like you'll still be able to run it efficiently, whether you're the one behind the mower or whether you're the one sorting out all the invoices and doing all the um all the, yeah yeah but all the visits as well and all the quotations and in managing you know it, it's more important than the guys on the ground sometimes so yeah you know there's always that option there is the fact of if you still love it and enjoy it then you can go deep into that role and you know have your minions whatever out laboring for you and because at the yeah. end of the day and i've said this a lot of times before is that's my aim <laughs> but yeah I, I aim to do that when i'm you know hopefully not as soon as possible, but in the next 15 or 20 years, you know what I mean? I want to be the guy in the chair and have a team out, you know, and, and that's what I would like to do. But you're already such a leap ahead that, you know, I wouldn't knock that out of the of the ballpark of what's doable, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not, you know, like, like what I'm thinking of doing is like when I, obviously I leave, I'm going to leave school this year in June, um, because I'm going to go on to college and hopefully do horticulture and nice. arboriculture tree surgery uh, course to, to to climb a tree and cut trees down, and I'm hoping to add that into the business as well, um, and sort of put my and my dad's company together because within the next eight years my dad wants to retire, 
Um, so I'm hoping like, you know, by five years time, I can put mine and my dad's company together get people out there working for me. Obviously, I want to still be out there working as well, because that's what I love doing, you know, the, the mowing, the streaming, etc. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do. That's like my long term goal sort of thing. But um, yeah, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not too stressed about that at the moment, because that's around about five, six, seven years away. Yeah. But yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. I mean, even when you put it that way, if you if you kept it at that eight year um, sort of time frame, you know, you're 23, 24 year olds at, old at that point, you know, the amount of knowledge you're going to gain in eight years, whether that's, you know, through your colleges, um, you know, doing horticulture or whether that's just hands on, you know, learning on the job, mm-hmm. you're going to be, you know, if you took your, da- if you took your dad's customers and clientele, then you, yeah. you're in a very viable place, you know, to run the show how you want and from what you've learned. And you know, it it you sounded more capable than, or sorry, just as capable as anyone that I've ever spoke to about the whole situation of employing people. So, you know, massive hats off to you. And the fact that you want to go into the the arborist side of things as well, then you know that's brilliant because I think there's good money in that as well. Very good money in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, that's oh, sorry, I'd go like to get is the lawn care side of things like scarifying and overseeding and top dressing and that i do use like scarifying for a few of my customers but you know i don't spray iron or anything like that because i know you have to have like a card and a c card i think it's called like a basically like a course that you have to go on to spray it yeah um so yeah i'm obviously too young for that at the moment but that is probably something that i'd like to add in further down the line but obviously the main jobs are going to be you know like say lawn mowing edge trimming and then hopefully like a bit of tree surgery arboriculture you know lawn care sort of things so yeah and I, yeah. I, think, I think that's a great thing about it because you know this garden property maintenance kind of world is you know the main trunk of the and <laughs> i don't mean to use this comparison you know like no pun intended but the main trunk of this tree is the garden and property maintenance but there's so many branches off you know if you want to be a hot, just purely a horticulturist if you want to do yeah. uh, be an arborist if you want to do just general garden maintenance or just lawn care you know there's all these different branches and you can either focus on one or that, like many of us you know you try and dip into all of them and you know that whole thing makes your company so yeah yeah you know quite often whatever you do in whichever way you go you know it all fits together is what i'm trying to get at um just yeah. how we just how we were speaking on them with employing people how did you actually find that process did you find it because i've had this conversation a few times and sort of talked over how hard it is to sort of trust employees or you know even just the thought of trusting people when you're not there it's something that personally worries me and is what's stopping me from taking someone on at the moment how did yeah. you deal with that and how did you go by that process? Yeah, definitely. It's, well, it's a huge anxiety that I've got at the moment. Um, with my uncle being my uncle, I still uh, worry, you know, because I think, well, if I'm not there, how do I know that the job isn't up to my standard and isn't perfect how I like it sort of thing? Yeah. And, you know, it, it could cause me to lose customers, this, that and the other. Um, and I've thought about it for a long time because obviously I've I've had this surgery in the back of my mind. I knew it was coming up, um, but I didn't expect it until be July time, and obviously now it's so soon. So um, it sort of hit me on the head a bit. But the way I've managed to come across it is I've managed to get a system which basically because my client uh, clients employees log on to, and they just and it, it's a list of jobs. And on 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 when he clicks on like I don't know like I don't know I don't know let's say. 48 the green if he presses on that it, it will come up can you gain access to sites so can he get in you know is the gate open this that and the other so your ticket saying yes uh then he'll say if it, if you can't gain access do you wish to retry later on yes or no and then uh it says at the end you must now take a picture of your completed work and when he takes a picture of like front and back lawns then that saves the system and that automatically sends to me so that way, then I can check that this has been done, and then and yeah, it's, it's just it just it just works really well, and that way, then I know that it's off mine that's been done good, and yeah, so that's the way I've worked around it. But that is my dad's anxiety as well yeah. about him. 
because my dad's got a friend based in Coventry who he doesn't really do work himself. He, he's got about five employees that all do it for him. But he's isn't mainly like, I don't know what your customers are like, but isn't like private houses like I've got. He's a more commercial factories where it's just cut the lawn and go. You know what I mean? It's not really, it's, it, it's not where really, um, you know, presentation hasn't got to yeah. be, you know, sh- or, you know, perfect sort of thing. Yeah. Sort of get the get the four wheel mower out, stream round and go, sort of thing. So that's how he sort of gets away with it. But with my dad being all like houses and private customers, um, that's what my dad's anxiety's been and that's that's what my anxiety's been. But that's the way I've managed to to sort of overcome it so I can actually see then that it's been done. And it there's a like a little like a little track a thing on this app and it tracks exactly where they've been and it tells me if the grass has been cut and everything so i see exactly what's been done so if something's been missed or someone tries to say to me oh well he didn't do my back garden i can say well look here you go it's yeah. I've, I've proof that it's been done so that's how i've I've managed to get around it. it's took a lot of time but i think it's going to be worth it absolutely so if you don't mind me asking what's the app because <laughs> that's on um, yeah, well, um, my dad during the winter he um, he does this he, he does gritting for a company, um, and 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 they basically have the same app. And then because obviously I go with him in in the winter sort of thing, I mean, I, I looked into it and I thought, oh, that would be good for gardening sort of thing. So I downloaded a uh, Microsoft to do, and then I um, got in touch with the company my dad works for. And they and they basically sent me some tracking details that I need to add, and then I brought a tracking device off Amazon, which is about thirty pound. And then basically that that just, that just goes on like a mower or something, and then and then that can tell me then what what exactly has been done, sort of thing. So yeah, it's just brilliant. But yeah, Microsoft To Do is the okay. uh, is the app that saves all the details, like whether he's got in okay, you know, it shows me the pictures, That that's the app that does all that. And then obviously the tracking device just goes with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it just really works. It really, it's brilliant, yeah. That's brilliant as well because I know like if you're, it depends how you run your systems, but if you're running it on, a, on the side of like budgeted hours for certain jobs, you know if one job's been completed and they submit the photos, if that yeah. tracking system's still not, you know, is only a minute down the road in a lay-by, for the next yeah. 30 minutes or an hour, you know that they're slacking off and stuff. So I reckon that's, yeah. you know, that's definitely the way to do it is somehow you can still be on top of it and review all your data without even being there. So Yeah, yeah. I does say, you know, see the job being done without being there. You know what I mean? You're keeping an eye. I mean, they're not too happy about it, but, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your baby. You know what I mean? You've got to look after your own business and you've got to, ensure that it's been done correctly. So it doesn't matter if you are at school, if you're on another job or whether you are home in the office, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? They should be doing the same job regardless. And if they worked in a workshop, they'd have, you know, the supervisor or whatnot walking the shop floor, making sure that all the quality is being controlled. So there's there's no different, you know, and, you know, they don't really have a leg to stand on to say that they're not happy with it, quite frankly, in my opinion anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what you're saying. so when you started out, then what do you reckon was the hardest thing? You know, was it already being at school? Was it getting your first items together? Your first few clients? To you, what was the hardest? To me, the hardest was probably getting enough customers to afford decent equipment because things. Well, I say things are so expensive; they're nowhere near as expensive as they are now. But to me, back then, when I was doing three or four customers and I needed to buy a, a decent mower, you know, I think my first mower, decent mower I brought was about 850 quid. And to me at the time, that took me like a year or something, something ridiculous to get. Um, and like, so I think getting enough customers, you know, to get, get, get you know, good equipment that's reliable um, and obviously getting people who you can trust to do the jobs, you know, uh, to find somebody who I, who I can trust with my equipment because nobody treats your equipment like you treat it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's probably, probably I'd say getting enough customers, finding somebody who you trust. And yeah, I mean, school didn't really interfere, but 
my, you know, there were days where I went to school and I thought, you know, God, I wish I was just out mowing, which because that's what <laughs> I love doing. So, you know, I think, oh, you know, my dad's like, you've only got three years, you know what I mean? I'm like yeah. kicking it down. But, um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, school didn't really interfere, but school was a bit bit of an inconvenience sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, more than anything. So, yeah, but I'd probably say getting enough customers and people who you can trust with your equipment. So I'm guessing, did it ever actually cross your mind to, I mean, I know you're so close now that you'd never do it. And did it ever cross your mind, you know what, I might just jump ship. You know, is there a way to drop out and just go full time? Yeah, the, I mean, that only crossed my mind many a times. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there were nights where I was thinking, you know, I, I asked my mum if I could do homeschooling so I could be at home so I could get my work done first then then go and do my schoolwork. Um, yeah, that, that would never happen. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't, I, I, I've always not liked school. Um, it's never really been my strong point. I don't really. I like. I prefer working outdoors. Um, but yeah, I, I think what's always what my my brother has always said, and my uh, stepbrother, my brother, and my mum have always said is, you know, what if the gardening went wrong? Because bearing in mind, this is when I first started, or you know, with these automowers coming out, if yeah. you know, by the time twenty five, they're all being done by robotic, and I've got no qualifications to get a, a different job so that sort of put me off in the long run but I think they were saying that so they didn't have me at home yeah um, <laughs> right so yeah so yeah it did cost my mind especially when I was at mainstream school for the first two years I, I just didn't go because I could not cope with the amount of work pressure I've been put under and the, the the bullying I had as well so yeah so for the first two years when I joined high school I wasn't in much because of the fact that I couldn't cope and at that point then that is when I wanted to be doing homeschooling and then obviously yeah. then when I joined when I first joined my special needs school um we went into lockdown which was brilliant because it was homeschooling anyway so for the six months I was just buzzing about it to be honest yeah yeah <laughs> but I just wanted it to continue, sort of thing. I mean, not so I didn't get loads of schoolwork done, but um, yeah. So no, I mean, but yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's not. You know, it's not nice to anyone, and, and no one should ever have to experience that, mate. So you know, I can only, you know, almost pass on my apologies that it's ever happened to you. But past that, you know, the way you've overcome it, and then you've locked yourself in with finding something that you love doing, is to be admired because. You know, people do things they hate for 30 odd years, 40, 50 years, you know, and they feel trapped in a job that, I mean, I know my mother, for example, you know, she's been in a job her whole life that she just, she's got no passion for, you know, and I think if you can find that thing that drives you, then, you know, you should really kind of uh, hold on to that and really chase it. So the fact that you've thought of every way already that you can commit to this, fair enough, not pulling the trigger, you know, going by the advice of your mother and stuff and you know, I applaud you for that because that's how I think you should have handled it. So like good on you. Um, yeah. But I think just the fact that you keep on going with it and you keep on going down this alleyway of, you know, this is exactly what I want to do. You know, you're keeping your, your vision tight. You know, it is to be admired. With how yeah. you're going, but oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I say one of my teachers said to me um, once, you know, they said, you know, like people in a job who they, they don't like. And I was thinking, you know, like coming to my end of my year now is do do I because I can stay on school till I'm at year fourteen I think which is like three years away from what I am now and yeah. I could get higher qualifications and go straight into tree surgery rather than going horticulture then into tree surgery because I haven't got the qualifications to go straight into tree surgery at the moment but if I stayed on school for another couple of years then I'd probably have the qualifications to go in tree surgery but I thought no. I'd rather go into horticulture, do my horticulture, and then I still get one day a week of maths and English. So that, that, that's for a year, year and a half. So that will give me time to get my grades for this tree surgery. And it's like the she said, she said to me, she said, because you've got a passion about horticulture and tree surgery, this, that and the other, you're going to be more focused on getting your English maths and done there because you've got something to look to. Where here, you're, you're doing it five days a week, 
and you're, you you have you you've got nothing else to escape from. You know, there you've got two days a week doing your horticulture, one day a week doing your maths and English, two days a week you do your work experience, which you'll be working for myself. Yeah, and she's, you know, she felt that we've that I've outgrown high school in a way. I mean, she said that when I first started, but yeah. <laughs> but, but no, it goes to show. You know, it really does, and the fact that you already. You're already looking down all them routes and you already know what you want to go into, then that that's absolutely brilliant. Um for your tree surgery, obviously the, the starting courses are uh the CS thirty and thirty one, what's you know, like your cross cutting and small tree yeah. felling. I think it's up until two hundred and forty mil, if I can remember rightly. But um as you're saying earlier on as well for the spraying, um they're your PA one and your PA six, you know, that would get you the spraying license as well. Obviously I know you need to be of age, but just so you're aware, but yeah, just to talk about your equipment setup that you do have, I know we we touched on it with uh, the ride-ons, but the what equipment are you using other than that large ride-on, and what are the spaces that you're currently covering? Is it like postage stamp, country, country gardens, that sort of thing? Yeah, um, I mean, I run. I've got roughly how many miles I've got. I've got well, I've actually only got one um, normal like you know walk behind mower yeah. uh, which is the, is the same as yours the Weebang legacy 48 pro bbc um and and that's the only reason i've got one is because last year i had three and i basically <laughs> sold them because i got such a good deal on my ride on that i couldn't turn it down so i sold them got this ride on then when i then when i start working again i'll just start building it up and then i got a good deal on the Weebang, so i brought the Weebang. And I've just now ordered an Ego uh, 21 inch professional uh, road free four wheel mower nice. uh, for, my, for my big jobs because I was going to buy the Weebang Legacy 56 Pro Kawasaki engine. The only reason I didn't is because um, I need one that's lightweight to get through my house as well. I'll pick it up. Um, so what I was going to do is I was going to buy that one for my big jobs and buy another Weebang, which is the Legacy 46. Uh, the smallest one they do. Um, but I thought, you know, when I seen the Ego, I mean, my dad's got the Ego. He's got the exact same one, the 21-inch plastic deck, uh, four-wheel one. When I seen that, I thought, well, that's two-in-one because it's lightweight, it's 21-inch, you know what I mean? It's lighter than the smallest wee band they do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was sort of like, you know, so what I've done is I'm going to, I've tested it out on the lawns that I do. It bags brilliantly. And it's a, roughly around, I think it's about... 29 kilograms with the battery 30 kilograms max so that's like two wee bangs yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's like so it, it's just so light it's brilliant so yeah so that, that that's what i've ordered now um so i've ordered that and i've also ordered a, a hater 41 pro which is from a smaller gardens um where i put stripes on so if i've got to go up steps because the wee bang lifting it up steps is a quite a back breaking <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely heavy bit of kit isn't it at the end of the day and this is what i love yeah. with you know quite honestly i can put my hand up and say the eagle lawnmowers are the only battery ones that i'm you know remotely slightly interested in and i, I think yeah. you know i say slightly but i mean in the whole range of mowers like i haven't thought about any other one apart from the ego um, right. quite frankly because i haven't seen one that has got such good reviews on bagging such good reviews on power and also good such good re- uh, reviews on uh, battery time so then three things sort of combined uh, you know to me it's a no brainer to go towards uh, ego for a lot of these battery th- equipment uh, a lot of the battery equipment now because they just seem to be i think it's something to do with the whole zero emissions you know that's the only thing they focus on is being battery operated i on and yeah. i've said this on a few podcasts now i honestly think they're going to be, they're already in my eyes top three. I think yeah. they'll be the only battery brand that we'll really be talking about in years to come. And that's because all their focus is, you know, like you are with, with the garden, um, all their focus is in one direction. I think that can only bring good results. Like, so I think that's a really yeah. good buy you've done. Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, I mean, I've looked at the still battery mower because obviously, you know, still are such a, a, a top brand. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, the, the the features on the the ego versus the still you know you've got a single height to cut on the ego you've got four on the 
Yeah, still, which, yeah, okay, yeah, that does help sometimes if you want to set the back higher than the front. I get that. Um, but, you know, it's just done in, in seconds. And it's like, and it's much more lighter. I think like the uh, still's about 48 kilograms without the battery. And then like the battery that they have is 10 kilograms. So you're still talking 50, 55 kilograms. So yeah, I'd still have to buy a smaller one then for my smaller gardens. Yeah. Um, the handles are backwards on the um, the still being German made. Uh, so that was something that also put me off. Um, and yeah, apparently the grass bags aren't very good on them because my dad's got a still uh, grass bag, grass uh, still mower, and the grass bag isn't really that good because it sort of it's, yeah, it's just just not very good. It's great at collecting, but it's just all these little things that sort of broken and yeah it's sort of lasting three months and he's already finding issues with it right. and the still mower versus the ego i think the still mower is about three thousand one hundred and fifty pound with the battery the ego is 819 pound with a battery and charger <laughs> right okay and that's the other thing with ego is the price is you know i don't yeah. know whether the it's because they've got such a large residential market as well or yeah. if they're just being sensible and saying look you know, we're heading for uh, zero emissions. You know, we've got a challenge 2025. Um, you know, there's no reason to be stupid with it because I think, quite frankly, it sells itself, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, um, I'm looking, I was looking this year to go all battery power in my strimmers, blowers, combi systems, hedge cutters, chainsaws. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got I got prices on all the still battery gear because you know I've I've always used still strimmers, still blowers, combi systems, chainsaws yeah. of all still. So I was quite happy with them. I was looking to go into their battery range, but then you compare it to the Ego. You know, again the the strimmer is around about four hundred and fifty quid without the battery. The Ego is about two hundred and fifty with a battery and charger. So it's like you know why wouldn't I go for the Ego? over the still okay yes still i've got slightly bigger name but you know it's like again like the features on the ego it's got the power loaded head you press the button it winds stringing you know the most annoying thing is when you've when you've when you're a big job and take the last job of the day and you're streaming then it goes and takes you 10 minutes you know <laughs> out of your day to sort of do that and that just takes seconds or you know so it's like it just it just makes me think you know why wouldn't i go for that when you know it's I don't know 150 quid cheaper, or you know it's got spit features that you know is going to be better. So yeah, I mean, I think still chainsaws, battery powered, and ego chainsaws. I think in that sense, still are better after yeah. comparing them side by side. But I think you know it's again it's like the professional um, uh, hedge trimmers that still have with a decent battery that will last you is about 900 quid the ego's yeah. one's 450 max yeah. so it just sort of it just makes me think you know how is this you know sometimes it makes me think is it too good to be true <laughs> but after you know sort of using my dad <laughs> to test them um you know it's it's clear that it's you know it is it is up there with still so um yeah i'm looking like after the surgery is done into the end of the year because I, I'm not forking out money, going all battery powered, all brand new mowers for them, me, me employees to use it and chuck it around <laughs> in that, that drop it and this, yeah. that and the other. So I'm letting them use the petrol stuff up until I'm done, you know, with, recovered and I'm back on the mowers sort of thing. Yeah, until definitely. I go. Definitely. Yeah, so, no, yeah. It, no, it's amazing as well on that. I've seen some of the professional X range as well that you go do. You know, they're using carbon fibre shafts as well. And, you know... Yeah. They just seem to be a bit innovative, and they're not just relying on the brand. They're, you know, they're, they're looking at a lot of things. I, I really find it interesting. I mean, as you you've probably seen from my stuff, that I'm a massive husky fan. I love the way they're built. I love how, like you, you could chuck them around if you want to. They don't feel like they're gonna break. Um, although I do look yeah. after my kit, but they give you that feeling. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I love strong. them. And I, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I do rate about them a lot, but. Yeah, there's just something awards, and I've said this a few times. I would have one of everything if I could, and I would love to try them yeah. all out. But because I don't have that option, because you know it costs you a shed load to do so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, ego is the only place that you know I want to try more. You know what I mean? I want to see what's to offer, and that just seems like the next progressional step. To be honest. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and obviously, like, you know, every brand now, apart from WeBand, they're all starting to go battery powered. I know they've got a battery powered ride on, but walk yeah. behind them, they haven't got any yet. And I've spoke to WeBand, apparently, they're not bringing any out in the oh. next two years, apparently. Well, that doesn't so, surprise me, really, because, you know, they're known for being, you know, very powerful engines, you know, yeah, very heavy built. And I don't. I love, you know, I like Weebang. I love Weebang. I've got, you know, their Scarifier as well as the Moa. And they are yeah. well-built machines. Does battery oh, yeah. fit, fit into them? I'm not too sure, you know, quite honestly. Um, yeah. They'll have to one day because, you know, give it 15 years and I think there's going to be some, I mean, probably not even that long. I think there'll be some very strict laws um, on what you can and you can't use. And if you can yeah. use fuel ones... I think they'll be restricted even more for the emissions. So would they be worth using? I just don't know. I also noticed that um, just while we're speaking about this, I came across some videos the other week and eGov also, don't know if it's released yet or if it's going to be released, but they've got a battery-powered engine. So you can literally, if you ever need to do an engine rebuild or if you want to remove it from, say, a Honda, and this is just example cases, you know, you could literally refit a battery engine to it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I came across it on YouTube. I don't know if it, whereabouts it was based, but, you know, just, yeah, innovation, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah. Before, sorry, we're getting tied into the, that whole debate there, what could go on forever. But back to you. Um, with your gardens, obviously, you've, you've came up and you've went from, you know, from a handful to up to around, you know, 60-odd, what you were saying. Yeah, what yeah. has been or what would be your best tips for pricing work? You don't need to say how much you charge, but what would you be yeah, your yeah. tips for uh, pricing if it was to someone that was just yeah. starting and just trying to learn? Yeah, well, I mean, I charge, I try and charge, um, I try and charge per job if it's like lawn mowing, um, and then if it's like a job where I'm not sure how long it's going to take me, um, I charge by the hour. But the way I think of it is, you know, people, I've had a few gardens say to me why don't you charge by the hour? You know, you could make more money. But the way I look at it, if I've got a really small lawn in, I don't know, a row of houses, and I don't know, say I charge £10 to cut, cut that lawn, and it takes me, I don't know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes max, and then next door comes out and says, do, can you do mine? Say I do 40, 40 uh, sorry, four gardens in that row, for £10 each, that's £40. Where if I charge, say, by the hour, £15, £20 an hour, 25 max, I'm making £25 an hour. So yeah. that's the way I've done it normally more, is just because I've found I can make more money charging per job. And also, the people are happier with it as well, because, you know, you can be in and out, you're not restricted to doing an hour. Sort yeah. of thing. So that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I would recommend doing. Um, but like I say, there are jobs that I've, I've priced one up today where... You know, it's hedge cutting, but a bit of you know tree pruning, and I'm I wasn't sure how much to charge. I wasn't sure how much it's going to take me. Uh, you know, she doesn't want any waste taken away, but I wasn't sure. You know, how long it was going to take me. So I said, look, I gave her an hourly rate. She was happy with it. So yeah, that's what I do if I'm not sure what you know how long it's going to take me, and you know I've not really done it before for like that job specifically. Um, I'll charge by the hour, and obviously some people like like this client who are priced up today. Um, she prefers by the hour. So, you know, she was really happy with it and she's happy with the lawn price as well because that's a set price each each week. So, yeah, that would be my tip is probably if you're doing lawns, it's probably charge per job because you can, you, I find you can make more money than charging per hour if you're on like your fortnightly or your weekly lawns. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's a good bit of advice as well because what it, what it always brings you on to as well is that room for growth because like you say, you know, imagine someone's got a 300 meter squared uh, lawn that's, you know, open plan. There's no shrubs in the way or anything like that. If you're yeah. taking on your normal mower and it takes yeah. you, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And then all of a sudden you've now got the ride on that stays with you, for example. And you're like, I know it's only 300 meter squares, but I can only, I can actually get this done in 20 minutes yeah. now. You know, yeah, yeah. you're paid off for being able to do that quicker. Whereas yeah. you know, the other way around you know, it makes no difference. You may as well just plod around with a hundred pound more and take as yeah. long as it needs, you know? So no, absolutely. And one thing I always on that as well, why I totally agree with, with the charging hour uh, per hour 
is people sort of, you know, treat that as sin, you know, that don't charge per hour. It's not this, it's not that, you know, you lose money. And I get it. You can't make more money pricing per job. That's a given. Yeah. Yeah. But anyone that's starting, and I want to put it in that category, or like you say there, you're unsure of the work, then I believe it's one of the best things to do because one, there's no pressure on yourself for finishing within a certain time frame and losing money. No matter what, you're always covering that base charge, aren't you? You're always making what you want to earn at least. Um, So I think it's got many benefits charging per hour. But yeah, I think down the line, the aim is, you know, move away from it as much as you can. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, good advice there, mate. I think, you know, there's a lot of new people that do listen to this podcast. And I mean, they'll find all this interesting because the fact that you're doing it at your age with what you've yeah. got going on at, at the capacity that you've got doing it, um, yeah. I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. Last few questions here, mate. What's your favorite part of gardening? Uh, garden. Well, probably um, uh, part of gardening. Probably, probably lawn mowing. To be honest, because I just find it enjoyable. Um, I just, you know, like even you know, I'm not just talking about ride on here, but even just with a normal walk behind mower, you know, sometimes you know if if it's foggy or or you got a slight bit of mist. It can just be nice when you when you're outside and you can just feel the fresh air and you just you, you you're not sweltering or anything like that, but you're just taking your time and I can I just find it really relaxing and quite enjoyable, you know where, you know where if you're in an office and you're really really warm and you know you've got fans going and <laughs> in front of a future computer screen, I just find it I just find it quite relaxing and quite therapeutic. So yeah, I'd probably say lawn mowing is probably what I enjoy the most. Yeah, no, definitely. It's strange. Lawn seems to be that absolute down the middle debate where some people find it really monotonous and just like, oh yeah. I've got to push a mower around for an hour. You know, and yeah. you, you get people and I think I'm in the same category as you here, pal, that you know, you can put your podcast in, you can listen to, you know, J Rock's Long Kent Gone podcast, or you can listen yeah. to whatever you want to listen to. Um yeah. learn something, listen to a book, whatever it might be, and just be outdoors and you know, don't get me wrong, it's not the best when it's absolutely throwing it down, but yeah, it's just them days yeah, where it's just bliss, you know. Um so I'm with yeah. you on that. Now yeah. the the opposite end of this almost, what is the biggest mistake you've made? Whether that's a business side or whether that's actually on a garden What's the biggest mistake? Biggest mistake. That's a that's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, biggest mistake. Uh, biggest mistake I had once was probably putting my prices up when I. Well, yeah. Biggest mistake was probably putting my prices up when I when because obviously when I first started I was just doing it's pocket money. You know, I had hundred quid mower. But then when I was starting to get into professional gear and add it, you know, it was more of a job job. And I had people working for me. I did have to put my prices up. Um, so, yeah, I probably shouldn't, because I didn't know as much then, because I'm talking probably two years ago now, yeah. as much as I do now, I probably regret putting them up as much as I did, because I look back now and think, jeepers, that was absolutely ridiculous. Why did I do that? And I sort of... <laughs> three customers for max from it you know where i look back now and say if i go to the same job that's the same size and just quote it you know every everybody seems to be happy and i just think you know well, well why didn't why didn't i do why did i say that you know what i mean i lost four jobs because of that and, you know say i don't know say if i was charging 10 pounds before then i put it up to 20 you know if i'd even gone to 15 then you know times up by four that's still Nearly, nearly 100 quid that I've had now, which okay, yeah, you know, you know, people say it's only 15 quid, it's only you know, 15 quid job, but your time's up by four, yeah, it's still like but every two weeks that I'm, I've lost. So I'd probably say putting prices up to uh, too high, uh, yeah. to a point where being stupid with it, but like I say, that was sort of like four, two years ago when I didn't know as much as I do now, so I, I've sort of learned, you know, right, this is the best way to do it, people seem to be happy with it. And also going back to your place where you said pricing is now I've got a lot of lawns where it's front and back. Now I've found a lot of people, there's a few gardeners around by me who go in at £20 front and back, £10 each. But I find going at £15 
because it pe- people just pe- people just pick you over it. Yeah. Um, like I've I've got a garden garden where I do opposite to another gardener, and he charges twenty five pound front and back. I charge fifteen, and this year, um, you know, obviously the neighbours have spoke, and she started having me simply because I'm ten pound cheaper. But yeah. that way, there I'm making thirty pound five pound more than he was for that one person yeah so yeah, yeah it's okay yeah it's, it's a bit more work than probably what he was doing but you know you add that up over a month 10 pound a month nine months 90 pound a year you know and you add that through i don't know say every five jobs you do a week you know it's sort of it, it does add up so i yeah, think it's you know, going a reasonable price you know and not thinking oh yeah 10 pound for the back 10 pound for the front you know there are jobs where i've got you know sort of you know, it's a small front, but quite a big back garden where I do have to say £20 or I'm coming out to a Pacific area just for that customer. You know, I do say £20 then because obviously I've got fuel as well. So, but yeah, if I've got them all in, in a row or one's only two minutes or five minutes away, then I'll just say £15 because it just seems to work a lot better, you know what I mean, than, than you know, saying, oh yeah, £10 for the front, £10 for the back sort of thing. Now, I'm not saying, you know what I mean, I'm not saying if you charge 15 20 pound front and back to go 15 saying that it just seems to be the the way it's worked for me so yeah no absolutely and i think um that's that's the position that you're in at the moment you know like you've got that on your side and it's you know it's not a bad thing at all you've got it on your side that you don't have the overheads of the close um the the jobs that are within a small radius of you you, you're not yeah. driving to, you don't have the overheads of, you know, the fuel on them jobs and all the rest of it. So you can go in at a lower price and you can still make, you know, just as good of a profit as some bloke that needs yeah. to travel from 10, 15 miles away to be able mm-hmm. to do that job. So it's not the fact that they, or they're well expensive or that guy's really cheap over there. It's the fact that your costs are relative to you. And I think sometimes people ask, what should I charge? How, like, how do I go buy it? And although... Yeah everyone can share their experiences. You know, you could tell a hundred people the same way I could, but yeah, you know, your job, yours, for example, and this is no diss to you, the, the prices you've named there wouldn't work for me just for simply that I live in the sticks and I need to drive everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've got a long way to travel and that's yeah. costing you. Absolutely. Mate. You know, my, my price of living might be slightly higher. So, you know, that, that is all relative and, that's always a thing for people to remember is if you are going into this or you're asking for advice, you know, you need a, it needs to be relative to you, you know, take on the advice and, you know, listen to everyone's advice. No one's right or wrong, but yeah. it needs to be relative to you. So what you're doing there, mate, is you're using something to your advantage that people can't physically afford to do. So, yeah, you know, good on you. I mean, that's a good way to go by it. Yeah, um, definitely. So the last question, and like I always say, it's the easiest one to answer. How can people find you online, sort of social pages, if you're on or around anywhere? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Instagram. Um, my Instagram, I think that I think is is Davis eight hundred and one, um, and you can message me on there, um, etc. I post well gardening pictures in 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 the spring lot, you know, when I'm grass cutting and that. Um, and then I've also got a YouTube channel which is called Jack's Gardening and Mowing Services. Um, I mainly do like uh, lawn mowing videos, hedge cutting videos, initial reviews, like first impressions and then reviews. Sometimes like if I've got um, a Hater 48 Pro and a Weebang 48 Pro, both 19-inch, both rear roller, both PPC, I'll put them beside each other and run it down a field and see which one bags first, see which one bags the most, see which one clogs first. You know, it's just, just to see actually because like, I know a few few gardeners who have just started out not far from me and they're looking to get a 19-inch rear roller mower. And they're like, well, I don't know, what, shall I get the Weebang or shall I get the uh, Hater? So that can help people. So, yeah, I, I've got some videos on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, you can contact me on there by dropping me a comment or, yeah, message me on uh, Instagram. Awesome, mate, awesome. And, the, and, you know, within that field, I honestly don't think that there can ever be too many people putting down a review because one yeah. thing that the UK is missing, like there is lads doing it, you know, there is of us that, you know, like to review items, but you know, there's never, there's never enough. I don't think because when it comes to spending, you know, a grand on a bit of equipment, 
you want to make sure that you hear it a few times over from possibly a few different opinions on how good that is. So, yeah, guys, definitely yeah. uh, check, check out Jack there. Check out his YouTube channel. And um, he's got some really stuff on there. And the gear that he's using is, you know, top-notch gear. We're not talking about, you know, small items here. You know, it is proper commercial equipment. And, you know, he's running a full-scale business here, you know. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. No, no problem at all. Well, Jack, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast this week. Um, it's been massively appreciated for you to jump on, share your story, and just, you know, where you're heading, and I honestly mean this, is going to be, I'm super super interested to to hear where it goes. And, you know, I'd love to have you back on the podcast again and speak at how you, yeah. you know, you've you've done post-recovery and stuff like that. That would be really interesting to know, man. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. No problem at all. So, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in on this week's podcast episode. Uh, this was episode number 38. We're slowly creeping there. We're getting towards uh, that episode number 40. Another nice round figure for us. One thing that I released on my Instagram this week was the fact that we're climbing the charts earlier than uh, than I expected. So, across podcasts, we hit number 14 um, on the Apple Podcasts on Leisure, I believe it was. Home and Garden, sorry. And through the leisure category, that's one of the bigger categories on the um, Apple podcast category sections. We are within the top 100. So we're talking out of, you know, probably thousands of podcasts out there. We're doing really well. And that is down to you guys listening. So thank you very much. And the lovely guests that we have on and all the topics that we cover. So if you can, one thing I'm just going to say on this, I haven't said it for a while. Please, if you swipe this down and just leave a a review you know click one of the stars whatever you think it's worth and if you can leave a few posts as well as subscribe uh, sorry a few words then that will be massively appreciated because it all really helps but thanks for joining us this time again on this week's episode and we'll see you again next week take care